Live from Muck's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie, this is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, welcome in. Hope the mic wasn't open for that. We are back. It was not. <laughs> it is Kenny and Heilprin. We are live at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Ben Kenny, Zach Heilprin. I wanted to lead the show today as a post-game show, Zach, yeah, after can... Wisconsin played Iowa in basketball. That is not the case. I wanted to say that the Badgers still control their own destiny to win the national title <laughs> in basketball. Uh, though, oh. given recent events, given the events of yesterday, given what we're going to talk about for this entire hour, that is not the case. No, it's not. Not whatsoever. No. Uh, if it was the case, I would not be here. I'd still be in Chicago. Instead, I'm here. Doing a show with you, which I obviously would much prefer to do than, than sitting at the United Center. But, yeah, Wisconsin, woof, uh, especially the first half, right? Especially the first half. We'll get into, I'm sure, plenty of it. But is the dream dead? Is the dream of an NCAA tournament berth dead? Because I feel like everyone's saying it's dead. I kind of feel like it's absolutely dead. But there are still some holdouts. All the holdouts seem to be not from here, right? <laughs> where were they? Were they? Were they? Would be okay with with Wisconsin making it? And everyone here is kind of like, I just don't want to watch this basketball team anymore. I've heard that sentiment shared a lot, but everyone I've talked to on radio, everyone I've 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 talked with my friends that are big fans of the team about it. All the vibes around here are that they're dead. Yes. In terms of making the tournament, as, I feel as that they, they are. Yes, right? they should be. They're in the last four in. We had Mike DeCourcy of of uh, Big Ten Network, Fox, and he, he does a lot of great stuff. He gets big, around. Big bracket guy, and he had them as the last four in. But one of those teams where a loss knocks you out or any other team make, making it that didn't previously, well, wasn't that, previously set to make it, making it knocks you out. And that's and, the thing. that And that, that was the point that, who was it, Seth Davis from CBS and TNT and uh, is that, I mean, I think they're all the same thing either way. Uh, the athletic, maybe he works for the athletic too. I don't know. They all, uh, everybody works for the. Athletic. I mean, they all have they all have <laughs> ties to multiple multiple places. But either way, uh, he was the one that said everyone's saying Wisconsin's cooked. I'm not so sure because they were. Yes, I mean the the Ohio State loss doesn't look as bad as it did last night um, because Ohio State went and beat Iowa today and now are into the quarterfinals. They did what Wisconsin needed to do to guarantee themselves a, a spot in the tournament win two games wisconsin couldn't get it done but um yeah he said they're not cooked someone else would have to pass them and some of the teams that would have to pass them just based on joe lenardi's and again there's there's no science to this whatsoever it's i mean well don't tell joe lenardi that it's not a science you can put an ology on anything it's not a science (laughs) it's there's 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 no guarantees to it there's no facts to it like you know what i mean it just is what it is so 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 if, if i get a degree in, in brackets, yeah, I can call myself a bracket guy. But, you, but that's the thing is, there are bracket guys. But how do they get to the point of being the bracket guy? Well, you can't be a you can't major in bracketology. They just tweet a lot. Yes, that's it. Well, I mean, you I got, already you do got, that. You got that handled. <laughs> you got that handled. But no, so you'd be looking at some teams that would potentially be right there with Wisconsin, right? Like um, uh, Virginia, North, North Carolina, no, North Virginia. Carolina, no, North Carolina. Yes and Arizona State, and Oklahoma State, and Utah State, and some of these other teams that are all playing tonight, if they were to all lose, maybe? I don't know. This is so stupid. Let's just, I mean, 
let's treat it as this is this is it because I think everyone maybe outside. I mean, if they went to the NCAA tournament, I would definitely watch. I I mean, I wouldn't watch. I would be there because um, it's a job. I would watch. You would watch easily. Well, I would. Right. Not only would I watch, I would talk myself into them making a run. Yes. Which is what I did going into yesterday. I said, you know what, Ohio State, they're five and fifteen in conference. They could beat them. Iowa. I've seen the Badgers take care of Iowa more often than not recently. Michigan State, the Badgers almost beat them without Tyler Wall. Oh, I talked myself into a deep Big Ten tournament run. Yeah. So yeah. I would do the same for the NCAA, no doubt about it. Yeah, but now you get to now you're going to get an opportunity to do that for the NIT. Hopefully against Michigan, by the way, who so also lost of, today. Speaking of teams that aren't going in the in the NCAA tournament, this wasn't at the forefront of my agenda today. But a bigger disappointment in general. This year's Michigan team or this year's Wisconsin team? Because oh, I don't think even, it's close. It's not particularly close. Look at the talent that Michigan has. Star talent that they've been able to recruit there. And for them not to make the tournament is absolute failure. It's Ab- an, absolute failure. Wisconsin's, Wisconsin's only a failure because of where they got to in the middle of the season. When they were 11-2, and they're 14th in the country. And then they go 6-12 and the rest of the way. That's why they're a failure. If they had started... Six and twelve, and finished eleven and two, and they're sitting here at seventeen and fourteen, and they're right on the cusp of making the big, t- the, you know, the NCAA tournament. We're having a much different conversation. So the the end, the expectation coming into the season for Wisconsin was not was uh, was to make the NCAA tournament. That was the goal. That was the goal, and if, and it sounds like they're gonna. It, it seems like they're gonna come up short of it. That's just what it is. Expectations change during the season just because they won some close games early on in the year that got them to eleven and two. That's, and, that's the only difference. I mean, that's 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 what it is, and they're six and twelve cents. Well, it also feels like it's a it, it's a big disappointment for Wisconsin fans, at least because of how consistent the program has been, and because they've only missed the tournament what once in the last very many years since nineteen ninety eight. Yes, but going into the year, we all agreed that that making it would be a win. Uh, I like I wanted to brand the show in a way as a, as a post mortem on the season. They obviously. Will likely I, they'll likely have an NIT game left, but if they, if they accept it, who knows? You know, you never know. But in general, the the run that we wanted to see in March looks like it's not going to happen. I, I'm going to take a page out of your playbook and say I, I'm never going to say never. Yeah, don't I, do that. I'm not going to say they're not going to make the tournament. the The odds are heavily stacked in their favor, I, and it's because of the loss yesterday to Ohio State. I want to talk about the game for a second. We have a lot more coming up, some some what-ifs from the season, where it went wrong. We're going to look ahead to next year, some some forward-looking off-season to-do list, things of that nature. But I want to start with the game. 65-57 to 57 loss. It was a 27-point deficit. Zach, I was perusing the Internet. I got screen grabs from the Jaguars-Chargers game from a couple months ago when the Chargers were up 27-0 on the Jaguars and lost. Ohio State tried to choke it away. They tried to pull Wisconsin. <laughs> they tried to pull it Wisconsin. It was kind of funny. Greg Gard was talking about it going into the game. Penn State on Saturday uh, and, and Maryland, uh, excuse me, Sunday. He said he uh, would Maryland blow a 16-point lead in that one, I think it was. He goes, it, looked, he, it felt like I was watching my own team. Um, it was kind of a shot at his own team. but I was sitting at an airport bar watching that game and, and the, the review that would never end, so I couldn't actually watch the start of the Badger game yeah. coming up later, yeah. uh, the Purdue game. And uh, I did feel like I was watching Wisconsin and then Wisconsin. It was a it was an utter collapse. Right. So yesterday, they essentially did to Ohio State what Ohio State did to them a couple months earlier in Columbus. 
last month, or when was that? Maybe end of January in Columbus when they almost blew a 18-point lead down there. So, yes. What were you going to say about the game? Well, <laughs> well, they made it close. I mean, obviously, they had to play perfect basketball to win yeah. after the big deficit. I mean, Hard the big question I have coming away from it is there's so much urgency in the second half, and that's the urgency we saw them in the second half against Minnesota when they were down and felt like they had to get it. Why did it take that long to have that urgency? Why, yeah. like, like, you know your tournament life's on the line. You know you're going into this neutral court setting, which, by the way, I should have known going into that game. I should have easily known they would struggle to shoot. I feel like every time they go into an arena like that, Maybe I'm scarred from last tournament. They just, they just suddenly can't find the shooting stroke. But uh, Ben, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody else here. But uh, it's Wisconsin. They shoot poorly wherever they go. Right. That's okay. true. That's true. I guess I should have learned from I, th- this team in general. Have you watched Wisconsin basketball? Yes. Okay. All yes. Right. So yes, they're going to struggle when they, when they they're going to struggle to shoot. It's just kind of what they do. Well. I was hoping that that big drought on offense wouldn't come, wouldn't be that long. Definitely was not expecting it to be to start the game for practically an entire half. But but the big question is why? Like why does it take until the second half for that urgency to seemingly return? Well, and it didn't make any sense because it's not like they were in foul trouble. It's not like they had to back off. But Ohio State just went after them both on both ends of the court aggressively, and Wisconsin looked. I don't want to not scared because I don't think. You know, it's, a ba- were, it's a basketball game. You don't get scared. But they, I think they were a little uh, shocked. And Greg Gard said you could see it on some guys' faces in the huddle that he hadn't seen before. Like, they were kind of shell-shocked with the way that Ohio State was playing. That the aggressiveness that they played with with both ends of the floor kind of put them on their heels. And there was a point in the first half where Wisconsin had, like, two fouls. And, and it was there must have been, like, five or six minutes left. Or, th- you know, there was not much time left in the, in the first half. And for a team, when if that's the case, you're not playing physical enough. You're not playing aggressive enough. You're not doing what you have to do to to get into people. And rarely, rarely do I get to see uh, to sit courtside for anything. Like the NC, the Big Ten tournament, and the NCAA tournament's the only time I get to sit courtside for for games. Otherwise, I'm up in the 200 level. It's way far away. When you get up close, you could see, you could sense it. It was just at a different level with the way Ohio State was playing than Wisconsin was playing in that first half. It was like they're playing two different games. Oh, you could almost sense it on television. It seemed like they were passive mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Uh, where where some of the turnovers, where Ohio State would just jump the pass from the wing. Like, a, a lot of the turnovers were somewhat sloppy and, and very unforced, and they felt overall passive. You, you could sense that on television. Uh, wait, courtside, though. I They panned over. I don't know if you saw him there. How close were you to Fran McCaffrey? I had to walk by Fran every time. So, yeah, Fran was on the same row as we were. Uh, I was just at the other end. Like, Fran was on the left side. Like, if you're looking at the court with the TV view, Fran was on the left side. And, I mean, I was on the right side. So I was, like, on the Ohio, across from the Ohio State bench. He was across from the Wisconsin bench. So did you shake his hand, give him a fist bump, exchange I saw him walking in. I wanted to take a picture. Uh, my camera was malfunctioning at the time. That's it was so disappointing. That's so I was gonna, I was gonna take a picture and say, um, that there was gonna be a good tweet to go along with it. I, I'm, I can't say it on air, but I was, <laughs> there was gonna be, there was gonna be a good tweet to go along with it. That's a shame. It's, it also makes it funnier that Iowa lost today 
that for like coaches never do that. They were explaining on television. Yeah, it's usually a just game before the day before their team plays. No, it's usually the the assistant coaches will go and scout games. So like you'll see uh, Joe Kravenhoff or you know Shreve Chambliss uh, at at games. Like if you were to go a day before a game. Usually, not obviously in this case, there's, there's no games to watch. But if Wisconsin was playing like Iowa was, you would have seen a Wisconsin assistant at the game last night watching it. But head coaches? No. Head coaches never go. It makes it a lot funnier that they came out and lost today. I mean, it's always funny when Iowa loses. <laughs> it's always funny. No, and, it's a, and when March they, Fran is back. When they shoot horribly and lose, which is what happened today when they shot absolutely, what, four for something from, from three? Not great. Not which, great. Which, for the for the people holding out hope, again, that does make Wisconsin's loss to Ohio State, again, look a little better. It was never bad to begin with. Like, Ohio State's net ranking was higher than Wisconsin's, despite being 5-15 and 15 in the conference and having, what, 18 losses? That's why the net ranking feels like it needs a little bit of a tweak. Feels like it needs a little bit of a tweak that... You're a big wins and losses guy. Do you know the last time... Do you know the, the worst... The team with the worst percentage i'm not a I, yes i think wins are important what losses are important do you think wisconsin resume looked a little bit better was if they were 18 and 14 i i do definitely with, with, with that win against grambling state maybe it looks a little bit different yeah um not their fault grambling state's fault right couldn't get it done so um or who lost the game michigan and, and minnesota lost the game for much different reasons than grambling but Yes, wins and losses are important. Teams you beat are important, but the net ranking where Wisconsin is compared to where Ohio State is based on wins and losses, not not ideal, especially when Wisconsin's 6-7 and seven against quad one teams. But that's irrelevant. 17-14, uh, and 14, I'm trying to think of the, the, the last team that had a worse record than Wisconsin and made the tournament. I think Georgia made it at 16-14. and 14. Did they win? And like the, in 2001. Did they win the SEC championship? No, at large, at large bid. Huh. The la- only at large teams. I watched a game last night. Northern Arizona, they were had like seven wins on the year and were playing in the conference championship game. Well, I'm sorry to hear you were watching that. Why? It was awesome because would, it would have been amazing. It would have been amazing for a team like that who was so far under 500. They were like 7 and 20. They were not good at all. Uh, I should say they're not, they actually had some dudes, but um, if they would have been able to make make that run, and they actually kept the game close for a while, but huh? Yes, I love that that type of stuff. It's awesome for March. I love that type of stuff. So because it, it's not like Montana State's going to make a run in the tournament. No, get, get Northern Arizona in there, and you know, just it it'll be amazing. No, it's like getting one of those teams into the twelve-team college football playoff. You know? Yeah. How much changes? Yeah. The Cinderella run kind of gets tougher once you face those big teams up top. Ooh. So, so this loss, Zach, uh, they've it's something I'm trying to wrap my head around, and I wanted to pose this to you. I don't want to try to sit here and take stuff away from the game itself. It's going to be hard to project it into next season or to in the NIT or the NCAA if they go. That's the same stuff we've seen. Offensive struggles kind of lead to struggles everywhere else. They get punched in the mouth. My question is, though, like, the Badgers haven't won two Big Ten tournament games since 2016-17. This is the second straight year they've lost in the first round of it. No. And it, the the couple years prior, it's not the second straight year they've no. lost in the 
the, their first game they've played. There you go. Um, Sorry, I don't mean to be. I don't want to be that guy. But it's well, it's, years, an, it's an important it's important to note that they didn't play until Friday last year. Yes, yes, it is very different. So like if <laughs> the first game they've played, yeah. but but years prior, uh, three years prior, they would win once and then lose. Just overall, it's not as if they're blowing. They're, they're not having as much success in these tournaments as they're having usually in the regular season. Yeah. Do you chalk this up to? I mean, this is the Wisconsin classic thing of going into another arena and not shooting well or do you think it's year to year of okay they lost in the first round years ago because that team wasn't as good context is different for everyone i think context matters and teams that you play and what's happening with your own team matters last year johnny was hurt right johnny big piece i mean he hurt the ankle against nebraska was kind of a game time decision going into that game against uh michigan state they had their opportunities there were some questionable calls that went against them and and they lose the game and that's that that's as simple as it is uh you think back a couple years like uh what was it the year that they made a run all the way to the final uh and lost to michigan in the final which was they they played above their heads to get there i think that was 2016 17 seven okay um and then the following year they didn't even i mean they beat maryland and then lost to michigan a much better michigan state team when they were undermanned significantly that year so there are there are Good losses, bad losses. It's tournament basketball. Any, I mean, it, it literally anything happens on any night. I would be shocked, shocked if it goes chalk the rest of the way. Like if the top two seeds are playing in the championship game on on Sunday. Like yeah. it's just not going to happen. We already have Ohio State getting hotter I'm, than they've been. I'm talking about I'm talking about chalk like the rest of the way. Like it's not going to happen in this conference. It's not going to happen this year. So I think it really just depends year to year. And again, how different do things look? If 2020 is actually a part of this, so different, right? Wisconsin being the top seed and playing the way that they want had eight straight wins down the stretch. It's so unfortunate for a number of reasons, but uh, mainly the, the people on Twitter that talk about Greg Gard. Yeah, least, least of which, <laughs> least of which is, uh, yeah, uh, the people. That's the biggest part affected of it. by everything that happened uh, in in the three years since. But gosh. Speaking of what ifs, and I know we're going to talk about some what ifs for this season, but what if they get, actually get that opportunity to play in the Big Ten tournament, play in the NCAA tournament, and then make a deep run? Win and the then national every, title. Not, yeah, like do what they did, you know, with the computers, right? Win the national title. Beat be, be BYU in the national title game. <laughs> um, and it would just have such a different vibe and different talking points around Greg Gard and this program. Instead, you know, you. You, not you, but people can point to the, the failures in the tournament, not having been to the second weekend uh, with with his own players, not having any, you know, much success in the Big Ten tournament. I mean, their best opportunity to make a deeper run was last year because of where they were playing, and then Johnny gets hurt, and then Chucky gets hurt, and you're playing, uh, you're not a deep team to begin with, and two of your best players are out. And then 2020, when you win the Big Ten, and you have a chance to go for uh, on a run, and you don't get the opportunity to, and that's that's stuff that Greg Gard can't really do anything about. Agreed, definitely. Uh, last thing on the game before we get to the what ifs, I, and look back at the season, somewhat of a postmortem, but with the asterisks of if they make the NCAA tournament, then everything we say doesn't count because then no, they it still does. have a chance it to win. Still counts. 
It counts in general. I, what's what's the biggest disappointment from last night? Is it player-wise? Because for me, at least, I, I've talked about how like they're always the supplementary players that people get on and expect more from and wonder why they aren't playing better, whether it's Jordan Davis or Carter Gilmore or guys off the bench. I would even maybe throw Klesman even in there, even though he's been terrific. But the, the biggest disappointment to me is when the guys at the top, the stars, struggle and they're unable to carry the load of being the best players on the team. Tyler Wall had a terrific second half, but it, it was another one of those nights for Chucky. And, and to me, the team really as a whole kind of goes with him when he's hitting or when he's firing on offense, when the ball's moving around, it's like when, when he is unable to hit those shots or be that consistent offensive threat, it, it really negatively affects everything else. So when I talk about biggest disappointments, when I look at that game specifically and go into the, the magnifying glass view, biggest disappointments Chucky's play to me. I think that's up there. I think the inability for Stephen Crowell to be on the floor uh, for whatever reason. Greg Gard said he looked a little heavy-legged. I asked him on... Tuesday, whether because he was in a boot after the Minnesota game, Stephen was, and I asked him like if there was anything there, and he said no. He said he was fine the last couple of days, but he was heavy legged, and uh, he just he, I mean, he just looked, he never looked locked in. He played seven minutes in the second half, and that was only after you know that was late. Man, he missed some bunnies too. They missed a bunch of like and one opportunities that were like right at the rim. I noticed that uh, at least three, maybe four. So, yeah, it was a situation where they didn't have um, the ability to count on their big guys, and it led to Kamara McGee and Jordan Davis and Carter Gilmore playing more minutes than Stephen Crowell did in the second half. Which kind of turned into the – it was a somewhat turning point when Jordan Davis was getting after it on defense. Those guys played great. But, again, you hope they were not in the position they were in. I'm right. with you. Yeah. No, I, and I know maybe – are you doing what-ifs for the season? Correct. All right, yes. so I'm going to give you a what-if for last night. They make that great comeback. They get in position. Down five. Oh. Chucky gets the steal. To, you know, it's, it knocks it out of bounds. They get a wide-open three-pointer from Max Klesman, a 40% three-point shooter, wide open. That place is about to erupt, and it's not like – it was full by any stretch. It was loud, though. On TV, you could hear it. But they had everybody in the first in the first level, right? And uh, Wisconsin fans, overwhelmingly, more so than Ohio State fans, that place was ready to erupt if that thing went down. And it was just off, just barely off. Um, and maybe that, I guess that's kind of what you get when Tyler Wall banks one in, right? Like, that. that's – I went back and listened. Robbie, was it Robbie Hummels doing the game? That's left. <laughs> it, bang, it bangs it in. If that shot goes in, I think Wisconsin wins the game. Uh, it's also what if what if Wisconsin shows up in the first half? What if Connor Siegen shoots the ball in that spot too? Which is yeah, it's all part of it. Unfortunate. Uh, it, yeah. Again, eight point loss to Ohio State. The Badgers now await their destiny uh, from the committee that we'll hear coming up uh, on Sunday. Let's. Are, do are you going to watch that? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Okay. Just to get going. Just get going for March. Hear the music. For sure. Uh, let's do this. We're live at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Listen, the, the seasons are over. Uh, obviously, you got off-season football stuff going on. A lot of Rogers chatter, things of that nature. But basketball season's winding down. March Madness is here, though. This is the place to watch it. If you get four different games going on, they have televisions to accommodate. you got the Players' Championship up there as well. 
come by Monks and Sun Prairie. Uh, the food's great. The people are awesome here. Monks across the state as well. They have locations everywhere. When we come back, uh, we're going to look back at the season. Some some what ifs, uh, a somewhat post mortem, if they are to not make the NCAA tournament. That's coming up. It's Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, we are back. It is Kenny and Heilprin. We are live at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Badgers lose to the Buckeyes last night by eight. Uh, again, a 27-point deficit that they could not overcome. That leaves them firmly on the bubble, 17-14. and 14. Uh, Again, they went 9-11 and 11 in conference during the year. Uh, I wanted to start w- with a general question, and then I want to do some what-ifs for the season because mm-hmm. it's so fascinating. I have a long list of what-ifs. I want to come up with the best five, whether it's a specific play, whether it's a moment, something that happens off the court, or, or, or really anything. But first, wh- wh- where did it go wrong this year <laughs> in general? But, but if you had to dispel it into like two or three reasons, a couple sentences, where did it go wrong? 11-2. What happened when they, were, when they were 11-2? They were winning every close game. No, but... Eh. Largely making free throws. Yeah. I think... They were healthy? Yes. And when they got they hit eleven and two, that was the when they moved to three and zero in Big Ten play. They beat Minnesota. That was the game that Tyler Wall got hurt, and he didn't play the next three games. They lost them all. They got him back. Then Max Clemens goes down. They lose both those games. Um, you know, there's the injuries in the middle of the season, and then it kind of think I got it got to them, and then they got into. I know I'm kind of going off here, but like that's kind of like the the starting point for where I think their late game issues started to come up and then it became mental in my mind. It, be, well, it became to the point where, all right, we're just going to get to the end of this and uh, hope hold, something hold goes on right. to your, <clears throat> and, and hope that it, this goes our you're, way. You're hoping it goes right instead of expecting it to, yes. or, or knowing it will. Right. It felt like last year's team knew it will. I also think that put too much of a burden maybe on Chucky Hepburn late in games. Yeah, he, he was the one. Look, he's your guy that takes the shot at the end of the game. That's what it is. That's who he is. He did it last year uh, when Johnny wasn't there. Like the, the Purdue game, that was once, right? Every other game, for, for the most part, it was Johnny down the stretch. I, oh, think yeah. about, I think about going to Michigan State or going to Indiana and getting those two wins. That was Johnny putting the team on his back. Going to Purdue and getting the win, that was Johnny doing what you know Johnny Davis does. So um, when you didn't have that, it's it's a little it's it's a little it was a little unfair just to expect Chucky to step into that because he hit a bank shot against Purdue. And, and look, he hit a ton of big shots in high school, like a ton of them, a ton of them. And he's a good shooter, a very good shooter. But to expect him to hit every single big one, it's probably not realistic. Yeah, there's a weird argument in baseball, at least, about if clutch is real. Right, because Derek Jeter's known as this guy that's hit all these clutch hits. It's my favorite player. But but when you look at his entire career, uh, Keith Law, I believe, made the argument that he actually performed pretty much at his career average. He just got so many opportunities. Where this year, it did feel like an outlier in the bad direction in terms of those shots not going down. And I'm sure there's something to the situation and the pressure. But it's also the more opportunities you get, 
eventually you expect it to go back towards his average shooting performance, which we just didn't see. Well, I mean, he's a mid-40. I mean, he shot mid-40s from three this year. Like, that's, I don't know if that's him, but it, it, he's a really good shooter. And it just in some of those situations, it felt like they were just counting on him to make a play as opposed to, you know, working it around. And, and you know what? Some of that was him. I thought towards the middle of the season, they stopped. Greg Gard started calling timeouts. Remember? Like, at the, like there were a couple of late-game situations where they didn't get the shot that they wanted, and Greg Gard started calling timeouts instead of just letting Chucky do what he wanted to do. And the outcome wasn't always – I mean, the outcome wasn't much better. Yeah. Well, and you had that one timeout, out-of-timeout play to a season that one night where he was really struggling from the floor. Yes. Like that got didn't a great make any, look, th- and it didn't go in. It, but it also didn't make any sense to me. Like, Chucky was cooking that game. And I'm trying to remember what game that was. Uh, was it Rutgers? Rutgers. Was it yeah. Rutgers? Chucky was cooking in the second I half. I, I, I didn't understand it. The other, the other major, and it, I don't know if it's a, it's a what if, but Connor Seidman shooting mid 40s from three much of the year. He's 14 for 52 over the last eight games. Oof. Wait, did he lead the team in scoring? 26. percent Is he uh, leading the team in scoring? Actually, I could, I, I could find it right now. Um, but 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 yes, I I agree that that time period definitely no, Zach Chucky twelve points per game, Connor eleven point nine. I was just I was going to look at the exact the exact numbers. ESPN has him point one behind. Right right. I'm just going to look at, but, look at the points exact points. But, but but overall on the season, when we talk about what went wrong, this team in Ken Palm, 148th ranked offense, defense 26th. That's good. And, and you expect Wisconsin teams to, to be there. Obviously, the 11th toughest schedule where I hate to make that may be their only That may be their only saving grace this weekend. Oh, like most of the teams they've played are, are viewed at really favorably by, by the metrics. And just in general, I hate to make this comparison, but Marquette has this incredible record. They're good. They've had this great season. But they also don't play. Like, compared to what Wisconsin plays, they don't play anybody. And yeah. they have a quad three loss to Wisconsin. <laughs> they almost had a worse loss today. Uh, came back to beat and held on against St. John's in overtime. Uh, that would have been their worst loss. But uh, Chucky has two more points than Connor Seijin this, this year. That's the that's the point one difference. Wow. It's 371 to 369. NIT. NIT. We're waiting. Hopefully against Michigan again. Uh, but let's do the, the let's do the what ifs. So I don't know if we're going to be able my to what create if, five. Biggest what if. Top of the list. What if. Tyler doesn't get hurt. It's not like Tyler was playing amazing before that, but he's playing pretty well and not having for those three games. And the, and the, the competition, let's be fair, also picked up. Like, I mean, the wins, that their, their Big Ten wins prior to that, I believe, were Minnesota. Uh, A hurt Iowa team. An Iowa team without Chris Murray. And Maryland. Who, and, oh, and a top 15 Maryland team who ended up not being maybe as good as they were at that time. Yeah. So it's not like the competition picked up significantly after that. So it's it's po- entirely possible that Tyler Wall gets hurt and they still lose those games. But it kind of it threw them off, and it threw him off the rest of the year oh, pretty much. That's that's the point I would I would agree with more than anything. It it threw him off, where it felt like he was finding his game late in the season against Minnesota, and then last night against Ohio State. But even down the stretch, he didn't look like himself, which again is the biggest thing because he had to be the motor of the offense. In, in many ways, with all the post touches it gets, and all the bunnies, uh, my buddy Asher Lowe tweeted something that I liked, 
where it's like he's, he's a guy that plays all of his time in the interior, yet somehow never really creates easy shots. They don't look easy. It's just when he's going, they all go in with the spinning and everything. It's like it's, it's, it's very much Ethan Happel. It, it looks challenging. It it's, is. It's Ethan Happel. Definitely. And, and the biggest difference between last year and this year is it felt like every time he put the ball up on the rim, it was hard. You know, like some, some people have like this, that soft touch, put it up on the rim, it's going to find a way, it's, its way in. And that was kind of like what Tyler was last year. And it's what Ethan Happ was for much of his career. And it just felt like he doesn't, he didn't have that touch around the rim this year. Yes. Uh, I, I definitely agree with the injury. I'd probably put that number one overall. I have moments that I would go back to where when I say what ifs, it's if this happens, they make the tournament which you could point to every single one possession game they lost. But they're, but when you think about it and go back through, so they're 9-11 and 11 in conference. And we spoke about this after the Minnesota game, that you can easily say nine points separates them from the record they have now and whatever other record. But you talk about the Hunter Dickinson shot at Michigan. Yep. That could be the difference right there. You talk about the absolute collapse, utter collapse at Nebraska. 17 points. Which is obviously was, was very avoidable. You have the missed buzzer beaters by Seijin that we mentioned at home against Rutgers, yep. which is a game felt like they needed. Chucky, uh, uh, also, Chucky had a chance against Nebraska to end that game in regulation. Did not do it. And, well, I, I just put Chucky missed buzzer beaters in general. All right. Well, I'm gonna throw, I, I wanted yeah. to make sure we made note of that one. You could point to a lot of them. There's, there's the missed call against Kansas. Yep. And the refs stole that game away. Stole it. That that could also be the difference. Can you I imagine think. having that that win on your uh, resume right now? Kansas is still w- way up there, I believe. They're number nine in Ken Palm. I don't know what they are in the AP poll. Top and ten. Then, so, so there's all that. I, I mean, I put the Tyler Wall injury number one. I guess second, you could say moments in general. I'll, 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 yeah, man, I'll throw some out there. Uh, Stephen Crowell at Northwestern. A three from the top of the key. The most wide open he's ever been. And I, I think that's the other thing that's extremely, extremely, I think, frustrating. is They lost to Northwestern twice. They lost to Northwestern. Northwestern ended up being their second in the conference. All of three games ahead of them. And they easily could have. They should have beaten them twice. Yes. Oh, that's a, it, it makes this season so frustrating. The more I talk through it and the more I think about it, it's it, we could go back to pretty much every conference game they've lost, take away – Illinois, because they always have trouble against Illinois. But but even in that game, Coleman Hawkins, uh, what? At Illinois, yeah. F- 15% free throw shooter turns into Kevin Durant for no, no reason. Three-point shooter? He, he, didn't he have like he had like six or seven threes in that game? We're yeah, talking he, about the game at Illinois, yeah, right? Yeah, he was yeah, six yeah. of seven from yeah, three, yeah. and yeah, that's yeah. a guy that isn't a shooter. Right. So so it's even in that game, it's like, oh. Wisconsin, I, Wisconsin had a... A five-point lead against Michigan State uh, at home that they couldn't hold on. And, yeah, that was and, without and, wall. Yeah, and fell down the stretch. So it's very, very easy to show all the ways that they could have won a few more games. It's also pretty easy to show how they could have lost a few more too because they won, <laughs> they won no, some of those games that's too. That's not the lens we're looking I, at. I know it it's not, but I'm just saying it's it's yeah. certainly it's certainly out there. Um, certainly out there. I mean – I'm with you, Zach. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this list out afterwards. Uh, I, I have the Tyler Wall injury or health in general. I have moments. Uh, I'll throw in the missed call against Kansas just because I'm still bitter about it. Mm-hmm. And then the last one on the list is gonna be what if the Cole Center stood up during games? Oh my god! <laughs> I know you're joking, but oh my god! 
What if the call center was more loud? Would they have made more free throws down the stretch of games? Would would Chuck Hepburn have hit a shot or two more? That's I went the ba- biggest thing. It is. <laughs> I, w- I actually went back and looked because uh, I thought they're. I mean, they, they shot sixty one percent from the free throw line last night. I thought it was going to be ending up like one of their worst years ever. It's not. Uh, I don't want to know. It's like it's not even been worse. It's not even it's not even the top five in the last. 10 years it felt like all of the ones they were missing though matter really really big ones oh yeah but the i mean last because night they weren't good at other things right last, last so they needed those free throws down the stretch of games to score but, i mean <laughs> like last night max klesman one of two like he, he missed a three-pointer he turned the ball over and then he goes one of two from the free throw line that's the game so yeah. so good no i mean it was not the game the game was getting down that's 27 back okay there yeah. you go uh getting down 27 so that you have to put yourself in that position but that would have been, I mean, if they would have been able to pull that off, would have been the most, most most remarkable comeback in school history. And it would have been so impressive from a team that struggles to score, yeah. to, to score that much in, in that quick time. All right. We're live at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. It is Kenny and Heilprin. Let's do this. We have, we have a lot more to get to. I want to talk Greg Gard for a second when we come back. And some bright spots. An off-season to-do list as we look ahead to – Whatever they play in next, but also ahead to the offseason and ahead to next year. Uh, we're live in Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. We have a lot more coming up. It's Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, welcome back in Kenny and Heilprin live in Monk's Bar and Grill, Sun Prairie. The Badger season post mortem, if you will even though they may or may not play more basketball games. If they get an NIT invite, Zach, I, I hope they take it. And if they play, I will watch, obviously. I'm not going to talk myself into a run. I'm just going to enjoy watching the, the team I enjoy watching. Well, who, so, won it, uh, who won it last year? Do you remember? Uh, no clue. <laughs> no clue. I know Michigan won it one of these years. They did, and I think then they went to the tournament the next year. I think Virginia was in it last year, and they ended up worked out pretty well for them. Uh-huh. turned into a, a top what they were a top 10 team at one point so when we talk about this year as a whole though we both agree that there there should be no chatter about greg guard's job at this point uh maybe if next year is a complete disaster maybe we have conversations but i'm going to publicly say that i'm i'm not opening up the greg guard line <laughs> if you will until more happens okay there's, there's a big offseason to-do list but, but I want to start on a bright note. A, a season MVP in your eyes. The, or not the MVP. The biggest bright spot from this mm. year. I think that's easy. I think it's Connor Seijan. Uh I assume maybe that was yours or maybe you thought I was going to take it. So maybe you came up with another one. But, well, it's one of them. Uh, I think it's I mean, it's easily Connor Seijan. He's got star written all over him. I think his legs got a little heavy. I think there was a little bit too much asked of him. Well, late. you need those legs to shoot. And I think that's kind of where that shooting percentage Dropped off the dropped off the uh, the page these last eight games, so um, it's a lot. It's a lot to ask a guy to come in and play thirty minutes, thirty plus minutes, which is what he was being asked to do down the stretch here. But I mean, he's got star written all over him, uh, as pure of a shot as I can remember a Wisconsin guy having. I mean, I just watched him in warmups yesterday and was just blown away, blown away because you don't get to see him in practice anymore. Like, so I like. My level or my uh, comparison is always Brevin Pritzel. Brevin Pritzel could not miss in practice. It was just 
remarkable. And see a lot of that from uh, saw a lot of that from Connor Asijan last night. Just all different forms of shots, bang, 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 bang. But again, it's doing it in game after you know playing thirty solid minutes and being asked to trail guys all over the place and play defense at a high level, and and have to cut as much as you do to get open. You're not breaking down guys for the most part. It's asking a lot. So uh, another year, perhaps in the weight room, an off season in the weight room, getting a little bit more bulked up being able to handle the rigors of the Big Ten. and um, Yeah, he's he's a future star. Well, it's also people have discussed, uh, you know, oh, why didn't Greg Gard start him early in the season and all that. It's like he, he finished the year top five in the team in minutes, far above the number six guy, where I don't think it matters if they're starting the game as long as they're playing the most. And if they're playing the most consequential moments, which for the most part he has where he's been there down the stretch. I agree. He's the biggest bright spot. He also obviously is the most time left with the team, with uh, Tyler Wall being the one senior. What do you make of, of Tyler Wall's postgame mood and whether you can read into it to think if he's coming back or not? Yeah, so I tweeted that he was pretty emotional in talking about it, which kind of felt a little off just because I think there's there was the, the wide belief that he is going to come back for another year. So it was a little off. But I also think it was just the emotion of the moment as well. I don't want to I don't want to put too much into that. Uh, he is, I think, looking into going into grad school. Um, I think that's certainly a possibility. So a Chase Wolf situation. That's the problem. Like that, I'm, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, he's going to grad school and he's going to be back for sure. A little bit different situation there. Yeah. Right? Um, anybody who doesn't want Tyler Wall back, I think, is crazy. Yes. Completely crazy. There were some things said on Twitter last night, and I know that's just Twitter. People are upset, but, like, oh, man, so glad he's so glad he's upset because that, mean that means he's gone. Or I'm so sad he's – I'm so glad he's sad because that means he'll never play another minute for Wisconsin basketball, which is great. And, like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. He has done absolutely everything you could ask of a guy um, in his position. He hasn't. Has he been able to develop a shot? No, but he's got every other aspect of the game, and I don't think like he just forgot how to finish inside. I think that that is something. If he comes back, we're going to see him back in the fifties, like he was last year. You're not going to see another, sh- uh, you know, year where he's in the forties. I just don't. I just can't see it. I can't imagine a guy goes from one to the other. Um, and I know a lot of people. Oh, Johnny took a lot of pressure off, and maybe that's the case. Maybe there weren't as many doubles, but if that's the case. That's going to leave some shooters open, and Wisconsin's going to have those guys obviously back with Chucky and Connor and, and those types. So I think the offense, if Tyler's going to be back to the type of player that he was last year offensively, I mean, it's I don't, I don't, who would turn that down? Nobody would turn that down. Well, and he should be surrounded by more, so it should be easier. Yeah. You would hope when we talk off-season to-do list, it's portal, portal, portal. How can you bolster this team? How can you help it? You have the younger guys that are a year older. A season should be better. Hopefully, Chucky, uh, you know, gets more confident, rounds into form, plays better. And maybe even some of the guys off the bench. I'm going to talk myself into a big Carter Gilmore season next year. My, th- There are certain needs out of the portal. And one is obviously another big. Um, Desperately. Yeah. Right? Unless you're expecting a big jump from Chris Hodges or Mark Silver or whatever. Like, you need a proven guy. The problem is, how do you get them to come in? And be okay not getting minutes in front of Tyler Wall or not getting minutes in front of Stephen Crow. 
And I think at this point, if you're Greg Gard, you have to be, especially with Stephen, who I think has a lot of potential, you have to be like, we'll give you, it's, it's an open competition. Like, if there's, if there's somebody on his level that they could bring in, you got to bring him in. But a lot of these guys want guarantees. The only thing that you can offer them that uh, can get them to come in outside of a guarantee is money. Yeah. And that's a possibility now. Get the bag out. That's a possibility now, even though it's not supposed to be that way. I, I don't think Wisconsin's ever going to be like, hey, here's here's a huge bag of money. That's I don't think that's ever going to be the case. But oh, Greg Gard was on our show in the offseason. I, I know. Right? And I think he may have a change in in heart. May cha- in heart. We well, he might kind of have to. Yes, I think general. he he may have to develop that a little bit more. But what I'm saying is, it's very hard. Like everyone's saying, oh, we need you need another backup, or you need somebody to replace Tyler Wall, or you need somebody to replace Stephen Crowell. Getting somebody to come in here and um, have the chance that they will not be in the starting lineup. They're transferring because they want to play. Like, not everyone's Chris Vote. Not, not everyone's going to be okay with that role. We need more Chris Votes. Yes. I would love another Chris Vote. You need a, you need a Chris Vote to come in and play a role. You need a, a big to be able to come in and play a role, give you 15, you know, 20 minutes off the bench as as a seven-footer to be able to defend a whole bunch of different guys. Was was he just a guy? Probably, but he was a seven-footer that, that was able to match up. And he, like, I remember against Indiana. Oh. Had a huge, huge game All those little jump Indiana. hooks. Yes. Came it, out of nowhere. Yes. Looked horrible, but they went in. He was the perfect transfer. I agree. Knew his role, accepted his role, and ate it up. And it's really, really hard, I think, to find those type of guys. For Wisconsin, sure. Wisconsin desperately tried at bigs last year, in the portal last year. They went after a bunch. They went after a number of them. And all of them were like, I don't see the opportunity to, to play a ton of time. You're not, I mean, you're not going to start me over Wall or Crow. So, unless you're going to move Wall to, uh, look, numbers, who knows about numbers, whether they matter or not. If you're going to move, if you're going to play Wall three, you're going to play three forwards. Maybe it's a different question, but then who you mention? Mass Klesman, Connor Sejan. Chuck right, Nepper. and and, and Klesmet has turned into a, a really nice get. That, that's a fantastic. That's out another. The, that's another perfect portal ad. It's not a guy right. that's going to jump out to you, but he's so important. Right, definitely. Yeah, and I, I mean, my bright spot for the year, aside from Asijin, was actually Stephen Crowell, and, and the jump he took. It, the consistency waned as the year went on, but I think we're seeing growth in his game that I think will continue. Makes me excited for next season, but big time. Big time to-do list in the portal. Try to bolster the roster. Let's do this. We got to step away. Final break coming up. We'll close it out next. It's Kenny and Heilprin live from Monk's Bar and Grill. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone. Kenny and Heilprin, we're back. Badger basketball season post-mortem episode. So, Zach, we're we're back on Tuesday, and I wanted to mention some stuff that's coming up. Uh, we'll we'll know about Wisconsin's destiny basketball wise. We'll talk about that, and throughout the basketball off season, we'll we'll highlight maybe some transfers. We'll talk about what can be done, but I think many fans out there are somewhat fed up with this season, definitely, and are ready for football. Yes, I I knew it would get the people going, and that's why I did it. I like the retweets. As soon as halftime happens, I tweeted a video of Tanner Mordecai running, and people went crazy about it. Yeah, which I think, but. But it shows that everybody shares that sentiment of, okay, that's over. It's football season. Well, you know, We're getting pumped for it. Well, you know, it's hilarious. I saw somebody saying, oh, yeah, it's only 177 days till football season. That's so many days. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? It's That's half a year. No, no. What are you talking about? Oh, spring ball. It's literally like less than three weeks 
away from football season. Right, right. You so, people aren't going to be excited about spring ball. I know you guys are going to be excited about spring ball because if the reporters are excited about spring ball, you know the fans are excited about it. If numbers on podcasts and other shows are an indication, I think people are somewhat excited yes. about what is to come in the spring. There was a, a list of, of coaches that dropped today, ranking the coaches in college mm. football. Luke Fickle was on it. He was. There were some other notable coaches that may or may not have wanted or almost got the Wisconsin job on it. We're going to talk about that on Tuesday. Oh, I'm going to take exception to the list, obviously, as I do. When I make lists, other people don't like them, and then in turn, I dislike lists. And then uh, <laughs> Tears. I, I've had some correspondence with a, uh, a high-placed member in the Wisconsin football program regarding the discussion about iron mm. that we had on Tuesday's show that we will revisit I got some DMs uh, from from a Said, chemistry student okay. or a chemist of some nature explaining the different ways it, it relates to oxygen and the hemoglobin. So we'll talk about that. Uh, but but the, the iron situation has been resolved. I've gotten word. Has it? About what it means. Yes. Are you sure? Uh, well, because we'll I read that DM and I, it, it sounded like he's going to tell you when the, or the, I saw that DM from that highly placed source. I get that. But wasn't there a later part of that said that I'll... Oh, yes, yes, there might still be more meaning. Deep but, throat? Right, right. So I'll give the surface meaning. Okay. And then we can get more into that. But uh, that's the off season, And, uh, th- like, that's that's what we do. We're I'm also- sure there will be more tweets to come. Yeah. Um, but that's going to do it. I mean, it's been a basketball as a whole. I mean, it, it's been overshadowed by football news throughout much of the season and then when the football news subsided the basketball team struggled <laughs> and that was kind of the cycle that we took it was at, we'll continue to talk about the season but i think we all agree it is uh was not ideal it was uh not things the most enjoyable one that i've ever watched things could have gone better much better so that's gonna do it appreciate everybody hanging around we will talk to you again up tuesday at six o'clock see ya